Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It is good to be with you. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate it. Hope you had a good weekend and you're having a great Monday. Don't know uh, just yet, guys. I said during the break we would take a good long look at uh, a tweet (laughs) from Daryl Jackson in which it's a picture of him from today's practice. And he's smiling, and he was thanking God, and um, what else did he say? The men above. Thanks, yeah, to, the the, men thanks above. to the man above and some I other stuff. It was plural, men. The men above. So hopefully he's talking about uh, Norvell, Alford, the president, <laughs> Peter Collins, the board. Yeah, I, I well, in this case, it would. yeah, we need the NCAA to come through. So Daryl Jackson's breaking the news that we're moving conferences, everybody. That'd be really big news. And I'm going to go with them because I've been declared eligible. Woo! Yeah, that'd be great. That hasn't happened, guys. That has not happened. Um, so we'll, we'll wait and see. I've got notifications on in case Daryl tweets again. I've never done that. I've never had – how do you do the – notifications on i got notifications on all time at all times like if anything like if somebody wants to ask me a question or something like that but what do you mean like good luck eating my dust no do you just those news do you you type in daryl jackson notification how does it work you go to their profile and then there's a little button it's kind of like when you hit the bell underneath (laughs) this video to notify you every time warchan tv goes live you can do that for any i have never done that for anybody's profile so you go to their profile and you hit the little bell yeah, so if they tweet, then your phone goes boop boop. Well, that'd be annoying as hell. I'm glad I've never done that. That'd be the worst. Now, if you were a consumer of, well, let's say the Pirates are contending Ooh, in a year or two. The Pirates are playing and, the Braves tonight. I want notifications off. Well, I want notifications off, buddy. That's going to be a tough night at the ballpark. For anybody who plays the Braves. Well, no, it's especially us. But if you, uh, <laughs> it's the winter meetings, and for some reason your owner died, and you had a new owner like Mark Cuban who wanted to spend oh money. Oh my God, make it happen! Yep, make yep. it happen. Then you would put the notifications on for passing or somebody else, so you know what prize possession in the free agent market you get. So that, that's yeah. the practical application. People do it for us at War Chant, and they should. I mean, I would do it for me, but I'm me, so I don't have to do that. That's right. But, I mean. Because you're you. That's right. Other people, you know, I got you. That's what you say as you're driving through a red light. You know, turn three seconds ago. Everybody else has to stay where they are, but not me. (laughs) Not me. I'm going to go ahead and keep on going. Look at this. I'm not even breaking. Yeah, it could be a long night for the uh, Buckos at 7.05 in Pittsburgh. But if I were in Pittsburgh, uh, two reasons to go to the ballpark. Uh, PNC is the best there is in baseball. And number two, the Braves are loaded. Go watch a bunch of All-Stars. Have some fun with that. Man, they're good. 
I mean, I, the Braves are, you know, I'm not a Braves fan, and I like watching the Braves play baseball. I'm an Anthopoulos fan. That dude, he gets great players, and they all work for 50 bucks a year. It's unbelievable. Well, I mean, Ronald Acuna and Matt Olson and these guys, I mean, these are players. These are studs. It's They've got three years of team control left. All right, all right. We're going to lock you in for 10 years. We'll give you 50 bucks a year. What do you say? Longevity. And they all say yes. They say Spencer Strider was starting tonight for them. Oh, there you go. He only leads the uh, National League in wins, or he's second in wins. Yeah. Tight bunch. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty freaking good. Um, yeah, Atlanta's got a lot of guys that are pretty freaking good, and uh, the Pirates do not. Do not have a lot of guys that are really freaking good. Their best guy broke his leg because he didn't know how to slide into home in the first week of the season. Like a dumbass. He should give us back money for being stupid. Is that what they put on the bottom line on ESPN? Like a dumbass is what uh, it should have said. It's, you know, doesn't know how to slide in a home. Listed on IL. <laughs> it's awful. I, I watched that replay, and I was like, why? I mean, I get thanks for being mad, Santana, but it's our guy's fault. What's he doing? What, what's he doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I was furious. Oh my goodness, that was a that was a tough day, tough day. The guy that the whole I mean, anybody who likes baseball is like, oh yeah, O'Neill Cruz will be fun to watch this year. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Just can't have nice things. Just can't. Um, yeah. So this is a mismatch tonight, guys. Which means I need baseball to be baseball. That's all you got. I need baseball to be baseball. No news over the weekend regarding Florida State's leaving the conference. Plenty of people talking about that subject, and it was brought into light even more when they were told that yes by K.J. Bolden, which became a really big deal, as it should be. Things are coming up roses right about now for Florida State. Preseason top 10 in the coaches' poll. A lot of weapons, good practices, intense competition every day that we're out there right now. A lot of things uh, are very exciting. It seems like every time we read an article about Florida State, just about the team and about what's happening, it's, it's in my mind, a good thing. Number eight in the coaches' poll, mm-hmm. and the recruiting class is, is number three or four. Four. It's yeah. better than that. Yeah. Well, you start you start recruiting high school talent, and this thing turns around. That We already know that they can – I mean, we already know that, obviously – this offense is going to be electrified, and we already know they can go and get transfer portal studs. You start bringing in studs with the high school ranks to go along with all of that. Whew. Come on now. Now we're talking about you and I booking flights, you know, for uh, for games that are playoff games and uh, championship games, things of that ilk. Yeah, it puts you in a position where I, I know you've been on the lead for this train. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're out of the playoff chase next season, 2024. 12 teams get to the dance now. Yeah. It's a much larger field. Yeah, I disagreed when, from the beginning when people were saying, look, uh, we ba- we have to win big this year because they're not going to win anything in the following season. Man, look, they've got a young up-and-coming quarterback that gets better every day we're out there. They've got a deep offensive line. They've got plenty of talent at running back that will still be in place next year. Now, I know Benson will leave, but other than – I mean, they got guys. They've got dudes now. And, again, they've been able to grab 
A lot of talent in the transfer portal. That's not suddenly going to stop. They've got NIL money. Thanks to the battles in, they're doing very well. Uh, the, the lines of scrimmage are where you get into real trouble. I know we think because Jordan Travis is leaving after this season that you're, you know, you're going to lose one of the elite weapons of the game, and you are. If Jordan has the kind of year he continues to grow like he did last year and play better and better and better, yeah, you're going to lose a superstar. But you're not devoid of weaponry. You're not coming back without uh, you know, players in place that can help you win a lot of football games. You may not be as dynamic on offense as you are this year, but you could be good enough to win a lot of games, especially in this conference. And then defensively, you know, I, I worry about the defensive line next year. But, I mean, let, let's see what happens. See what happens. I think Tafasi's going to be a good player. Farmer will be back probably. Yeah, you're going to have to break out the bank for that, I think. Yeah. Let's uh, speak it into existence. He's, he's, yeah, he's had a good start to camp, too. He's yeah. Still, yeah. We're talking about a lot of guys in the defensive line. Farmer looks larger and plays larger, period. He's had a, he had a really a, good day today. It's a, yeah, he did. It's a good thing. Uh, continue to get better and better and better. But you've brought in some talent that we really like. I mean, when every time – look, Vandravius Jacobs will be back next year. He's a star in the making. You know that. Hakeem will be back. Well, you know, I mean, good Lord. We'll see what he becomes this year. I think he's got a chance. He, by the way, looks really good in camp right now. So much better than he did in the spring when he got here early. He looked overweight when he got here early. I think his head was swimming a little bit. No no shame in that. Early enrollee, I mean, it's tough. You go from a high school offense to a, a big-time college offense. But he, he did. He looked like he was – for lack of a better term, in the spring, overwhelmed. He does not look overwhelmed right now. He slimmed down considerably, which I think was important for him because we said he was, you know, uh, one big meal away from being a tight end when we saw him in the spring. Uh, now I wouldn't say that. Well, and there wasn't a whole lot of polish to his game either because he never needed it. No, he could just bully you. The crazy thing about him is is when it comes all the way around and, and he's developed, it's just giant strides. He is long strides explosive ones it, it reminds me I, i've said it before but of watching carlos beltran play center field it doesn't look like he's moving but he's running at immense speeds just because it's smooth long strides a little bit different than some of the other guys we have destin hill would figure to be back next year i mean if he's oh, not that means question, we have really yeah. really good news this season about what he does but yeah you pair those two vandravius and some of the other guys that are going to be coming up and coming along i mean yeah they're going to be loaded at receiver running back's fine O-line, you could use a piece or two. That's where it gets interesting to me after the season is in the offensive line. Do you need to go to the portal to help with an immediate need again? Or are some of these younger players going to develop? And and that's part of the fun of camp is, you know, you might have pass rush drills or one-on-one -on -one drills going on on one half of the IPF. On the other half, you got some of those younger players. You want to see how they come along. Well, if you think about it, Julian Armella will start next year. Uh, I think there's no question that you'll have uh, – what's his face? The six-foot-eight tackle. Yeah, Lucas uh, Simmons. Yeah, Simmons. I couldn't remember Simmons' last name. Um, he'll be a starter next year, and they're both capable of being stars, being really, really good, Simmons especially. Um, just got to keep getting stronger up top. But he's already got the base, and he's massive. You know, Maurice Smith has another year of eligibility well, this year. Just saying. Only a redshirt junior. How's that possible? That man's played a ton of football. He has. Yeah. First player to go from the AAC or ACC to the AARP. <laughs> I blew it. Oh, man. So when you watch Tim Anderson get punched in the face and get knocked out in the game over the weekend and uh, the fight with Jose Ramirez, 
a couple of things. A, anybody can get got even by a really lucky punch, and that was a really flailing, wild, slow punch. But it would behoove you not to get got and get your hands up. And if you're a southpaw, if you throw that jab, you got to get your hands up, and he didn't and paid a dear price for it. But a couple of things occurred to me. Um, first, I don't. do the White Sox players not like him either? Because they're standing there watching him get punched for <laughs> for a minute. You know, it's like, whoa. And number two, does he have the chin of a small child? Because that's not clean. Like, Jose Bautista got rocked by Ruffin Odor. That, I was going to say, it's the, yeah. this is the first time I've got, ooh, since Odor. And that's I mean, a long time now, ago. Now, Odor's punch was a man's punch. That was get you some. You know, if you want baseball to be all the way back, you got the speed of the game, right? People are stealing bags again, first yeah. to third. You got to get the brawls back in the well, game. And this was a good one. People got punched. I like it. Yes. And you'll always hear the obligatory from an announcer. Oh, that's terrible. We don't need this in the game. Yes, we do need it in the game. Punch him again. This is great. You hit that guy, and you hit that guy over there. Y'all hit each other. Let's go. It's awesome. But I, I I suspect now, because of the way people have reacted post-Jose Ramirez-Tim Anderson fight, that Tim's not a well-liked guy by either his teammates or others that he competes against. It's the hard tag. I'm telling you, man, I used to hate people who did that. That's nonsense. That's how you get punched. It's the hard tag. We got to stop with the hard tag all the time, man. Stop slapping people in the head with the f- – Hey, oh, yeah. Can't do it. Nice catch. Can't do it. That's how you get your ass beat. You're there like it is. Destin Hill breaking off a route. I'm just letting you know. Can't I'm going to run a flag. Oh, nope. nope. Inside <laughs> release. And look at me. Look at me. Oh, man. Come on, man. You know who uh, applied hard tags all the time? I'm sure of it. Chase Utley. I'm sure of it. <laughs> The hard tag, I, I remember playing against a kid who did it all the time. I was like, hard tag me again, man. We're about done with this. this, this we're not going to have a conversation. I'm sure Chase Utley slaps the forearm with the drive through attendant. Hard tag all the, the time with that nonsense. I'm about done with this. Give me my bag. I'm Chase Utley. But, man, you know what's got to be the worst? I mean, I know, I get it, the whole man in the arena thing. But my man was on a loop. Saturday night. I mean, that was over and over and over again. I must have seen it 50 times. But that's why I came to the conclusion he has the chin of a small child. He's, it's not even clean. Bautista got rocked and stood up. He wobbled for a moment, but he was all right. He was back in the game. My man had to be carried off. He's a flow. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? He was like a weeble wobble. Get it together, Tim. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. It's Jeff Cameron Show on a Monday. Good day indeed. Florida State with a productive practice. And some folks really stood out. Kind of recap there. I think uh, both kickers had another good day. That's a good sign. We tend to gloss over them. I don't want to gloss over them. They matter if you're going to play some close games, especially two of the first four. Want to feel good about those guys going into games like that which we figured to be fourth quarter games. And then I would say from there, you could probably, if you, if you wanted to give out your stars for the day, like it changes every day, somebody else, you know, might step up tomorrow. But for today, Gilbert Edmond was really, really good. Braden Fisk was really, really good. I thought Bless Harris was good today on the offensive line. Uh, had, a, had, a, had a solid day. I thought that uh, once again, Keon Coleman was good. He always looks good. I think that um, Johnny Wilson with the big long, nice catch, by the way, on a beautiful pass down the sideline. Was it about 50 yards, 60 yards? Yeah, I'd say in terms of the air yards for the throw, 65. Yeah. And it was full sprint, full extension. That was a nice throw and catch there, those two. The secondary continues to play well, though. I don't want to mislead you. That secondary was a bunch of ball hawks again today. Kevin Knowles was good again today, and he was talking to – his teammates, he seems so – he's got to be, uh, I don't know, just freed up because he looks so confident. He's stronger, obviously. He got bigger by about 10 pounds. But he's flying around to the football. He's helping other guys out. He seems engaged. He has really taken to his new coach. And, and I think that has so far proven to be a very good hire, obviously. Um, this is uh, – Well, that's a – This is refreshing. A development out of left field, too, because he was unavailable in spring. And we can't see summer workouts. And, and it's great that the coaching staff has more access to the players in the summer. It's it's fundamentally different than it used to be. I don't know all of the rules, but I know that they can be on the field with the kids, yeah, which yeah. it used to be player-run practices, and you could meet them in their office, quote-unquote, once in a while. Couldn't even set foot in the gym. But whatever time that they'd had, Kevin Knowles and Patrick Sertan, they put it to good use because he's come out firing both cylinders. Yeah, and there are other guys that are also uh, really exciting to watch right now that are playing well. I mean, guys you just didn't expect to have step in and play this well. Uh, you're seeing it every day from the freshmen that look really good as well, or redshirt freshmen. They got they've got a lot of options right now. If if somebody starts playing poorly, they they I don't think they're going to be afraid to turn in some others. Yeah, late in practice today, Jabril Rawls had an interception. Another play getting downhill is Tate Rodemaker on the throw. And Tate hasn't made a ton of mistakes. But in that one, Rawls got downhill, made a play. The entire defense mobbed him in the end zone, too. That was cool to see. Everybody's fired up for each other right now. Well, and practice is, especially when you first get back to camp, always difficult because, first of all, it's 100 degrees outside. Quite literally 100 degrees. It's not nice. It's it's hard just to stand, let alone can't imagine these guys running and hitting as they are. 
And when we're out there just watching it, I'm like, this is uncomfortable. Can anybody make me more comfortable while I stand here and watch this? It's it's awful. But they're they're flying around. And so they've embraced all of it. I think it's uh so far an ultra competitive camp. Can only imagine it's gonna get intensified. You saw a couple moments today where some fights had to be broken up. That's a good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Scrums. Yeah. Little yeah, scrums. Nothing usual, terrible. Nothing yeah, terrible. The usual kind of a scrum. But the blood was up between the the trenches today. You talk about the trash talk between reps, nose to nose, echo of the whistle plays. Yeah. I'm glad Jared verse plays for us, but my God, that would get old. My God, that would get old. It never ends. It's unbelievable, and he's a stud. I'm not saying anything disparaging. The guy is a superstar in the making here. I think he's going to have a huge year. But if every day I had to go against him and listen to that over and over and over again, it would be hard not to punch him in the face. Now, you better come with it because he's a big, strong man. But I'm just saying, if you're also a big, strong man, that would get old. He just looks so much quicker this year. Too. He does, doesn't he? He's he does. anticipating the play. We put out uh, some observations over the weekend in the trenches, and I said it's like hockey. You skate to where the puck's going, not where it is. He looks like he's doing that within his assignments. He's just always right where he needs to be. But then if it's time to break off and do something about it and pursue, lightning quick. I mean, it's something. Um, The combination, you know, he gave an interview last week at the end of practice. He was one of the guys we got for breakout. And he said in that interview um, that, you know, he obviously got bigger. He talked about that. He said it was in his quads. <laughs> Corey theorizes it's in his arms. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's gotten a lot bigger. He's he's good ten pounds of muscle bigger, right? Which is which is something. But then, in addition, he said he wanted to work on having a lot of a lot more in the in the repertoire. And I thought that was very important uh, because I thought last year that he got by on being quick twitch, just having an awful lot of speed. Uh, he could run right past people. Um, but I thought, you know, and he was strong because he did that punch to the chest and you'd see guys, linemen, big linemen take steps back. You, you know all that. But I wanted to see him incorporate more moves and do more with his hands and to see him kind of have a variety that he could reach in the back for. Partly because, I mean, obviously that'll make him a lot of money. That'll get him uh, selected probably in the first 15 picks, 10 picks of the NFL draft, all that. But it would also mean – that he's that much better as a player, and I thought he needed to work on that. And it's always cool when you hear a player say that. He's like, yeah, I wanted to have more. I wanted to be able to fall back on something more than just my speed or my punch. And I'm like, good, good, because they need him to dominate, and I think he's in a good place to do exactly that. And I'll feel ever so slightly bad for opposing offenses as he's telling them about it over and over and over again. Irash Fell, my man at Warchant.com, joins us every Monday. Hello, Ira. How are you, brother? I'm great, Jeff. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, we were just, we've spent a lot of time talking about how fun these practices are and how intense they are and how much better this team looks. Big picture today, we were talking about guys that had good days. What were your thoughts on today's practice? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not a shocker to see, you know, Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman and right. Bell making big plays, but it's cool to see it all kind of back back to back to back you know i was talking to aslan afterwards for a little video we did and i'm saying how you know there were times in the past where you might you might see a big play from the other side of the field and just kind of know who it was based on the, the type of play it was but now they've got so many weapons uh that really it could be anybody yeah today today it was a little bit of everybody 
And, you know, the defense has kind of controlled the action for the first few days of practice as usual. Um, but it was cool to see the, the offense hit some big plays. Yeah, we were just talking when you came on, Ira, about Jared Verse. Um, you know, every day he dominates as well. Has there been a player that you find, uh, I don't know, to be surprising? Is there a guy that you look at and say, you know, I didn't expect anything out of him or I didn't know what to expect out of him that has played really well in your eyes? Uh, you know, I think we knew most of the older guys. I think it's been good to see Braden Fist mm-hmm. look the way he looks with shoulder pads on. You know, I mean, we saw in the spring that he could run. Um, but, you know, I was I was probably more skeptical than everybody else, just the fact that he played at Western Michigan. And, you know, he had good games when they played some Power 5 teams, but I, but I wasn't sure how he would do. And he certainly looks the part. You know, he looks like a guy. Tom wrote it over the weekend on the website that he looks like he belongs. And, and that was good to see. And especially once the shoulder pads got on. So he's one, um, you know, a lot of the young guys have impressed me. You know, just seeing some of these young guys that I don't even know if they'll get on the field. Uh, Sam Singleton, a freshman running back with his speed. And uh, obviously Destin Hill, you know, certainly looks the part as a, as a freshman who uh, has been sitting out for two years and now gets his chance. And um, so from that standpoint, you know, I think we knew a lot of the older guys, but it's been cool to see some of this young talent that I really think they hit on. You know, I'm, I'm torn on this. I feel like if Destin Hill shows that he's got a handle on this offense, I feel like he's going to – he looks so fluid. He he runs routes very fluid. He's athletically – he's all that he's been cracked up to be. Um, he looks comfortable. For a guy that hasn't played football in a couple of years, he's a lot further along than I thought he would be. Do you do you think he, by the time this camp ends, has got a chance to play a lot of football for them? Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. And, you know, and I – you know, and the – I, you know, I, I pat myself on the back. I had him in my top 40 because I had heard from some people around the program that, man, he's a guy, he may end up by the end of the year, he may end up winning that starting job this slot. But I, but I, you know, I, I've been impressed by Winston Wright. I think he's, he looks like, he, you know, what we expected out of him originally. Um, and, you know, they've got some other guys that probably could play in the slot as well. But no, I, I think he, he fits in really well. He's natural catching the ball. You know, he and Keon Coleman, to me, we know what Johnny Wilson is. Uh, but, you know, to me, Keon Coleman and Dustin Hill, Dustin Hill's got to, you know, he'll be here for a couple of years at least. But those look like guys that look like they'll have futures in the NFL. And, uh, you know, I mean, we think about what Florida State was putting out there, a wide receiver a couple of years ago. It's, uh, it's come a long way. Yeah, I thought today was an interesting day. Again, you mentioned Fisk. He was dominant. Uh, but I also thought Farmer had a good day. And we continue to watch this defensive line just looks vastly improved because of a guy like Briggs. I, I don't know if you noticed – him today, I watched closely. He looks like he's got that bounce in his step back. He's a lot quicker. They can move him around. I don't know that a lot of people expected that, but he's had a good camp so far, too. No, and you definitely have to give FSU's coaches credit for investing in him and sticking with him and keeping him invested in Florida State. You know, I think because they moved him around so much, first defensive end, then defensive tackle, then defensive end, then defensive tackle. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, you know, sometimes it can get a guy discouraged because he's not having the success that he expected in high school. He was a he was a pretty highly recruited guy, a four star recruit, and uh, it really hasn't materialized. But anytime you, you know, if, if we in the media kind of talk about that position and don't mention Dennis Briggs, Adam Fuller, and Odell Higgins, and those guys have been quick to bring him up as a guy that they think will contribute. And yeah, man, it's it's impressive. But you mentioned when I was coming on about Jared Verse, and you know, it, it feels like it's the same old song we talk about, but he had a play today where, you know, he beats the inside guy. 
Then the tackle comes over to help, and he beats him. Then a running back comes over to chip, and he beats him. And Jordan Travis has to throw the ball away, basically beat three blockers uh, to force a, a throwaway. So it's um, you know we get we get tired of talking about Jared Verse, but it's uh, he puts on a show. And then he told Jordan Travis about it. <laughs> he sure did. He went directly to him. My favorite part of that is that Jordan is so used to it, he just acts like he's not there. Doesn't even acknowledge him. <laughs> like, you would think at some point, I was waiting for him to be like, then shut up. Like, yeah. I wanted Jordan to go grab a ball and throw it at him. Yeah. But he literally acts like he doesn't even know he's there. <laughs> and we were watching the same play. It was my favorite part because, obviously, Verse is telling him all about it, and Jordan's like, on to the next. On to the next, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, appreciate it, brother. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Jeff. Be good, man. That's uh, Ira Chappelle, Warchant.com. And uh, I believe Ira's on the smash tonight, right? Yeah. Aslan and Ira tonight, yeah. 7 p.m., Warchant TV. Good stuff. They'll have their observations, and it'll be good. By the way, Tafasi had a good day today. Yes, he did. Split a double team in a run game mm-hmm. drill. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Tafasi. He's got. Uh, Old Lions had a hip toss as well. He joined the Josh Farmer party. I know you are locked in on Daniel Lyons, and I like him. I like him. I'm not I'm not telling you any different. But, yeah, I thought uh, Tafasi of that other group, if you will, was the, was the best of the bunch there. I, I like um, where he's headed. They're going to be all right. They're going to be all right there in the middle. They're, gonna, they're, they're developing some guys. You know they'll go get another guy. Who knows? I mean, if Daryl Jackson doesn't get his waiver, does he come back next year? Oh, that would be um, amazing. A tall task. It would be a tall task. I, I agree. I got. I need my Lakewood guy to catch the ball. Just hurts my heart. Your Lakewood guy. Do spin. Yeah, I know. Actually, there was a cool moment towards the end of practice today. I walked to the other side of the eleven on eleven just to take a look and see what the camaraderie was like. Who likes whom? That kind of a thing. Are there clicks forming? You don't really see anything quite like that. But Keon Coleman, in his fourth practice at Florida State, I get he was here for summer workouts, he's pulling Deuce Span aside, and they're talking about the release off the line. Mm. And it is, I'm telling you, no exaggeration, a four- to five-minute lecture-style coaching job that Keon Coleman is imparting wisdom to Deuce about the different things he can do. You see this a lot in you know, hard knocks or other you know, TV broadcast uh, camp shows where you see defensive ends talking to other defensive ends about the moves that they can do and the variety of things in order to win a pass rush. Well, in this case, it's receiver on receiver talking about how to shed and get off a contact in case you're in a press situation. I I thought that was really cool that Keon, so early in his career, decides to play that role. Well, Keon has struck me as a professional. I don't know if there's another way to say it. He's a junior, comports himself like a junior or a senior. He comports himself like he's draft eligible. Uh, Without question. He looks like a pro. He looks like a professional wide receiver. He's a big, strong kid. He's 6'4", 215, 220 pounds. He looks every bit of it. He is buttoned up. He is a good, a really good route runner. Uh, he's, yeah. He's also somebody that Mike Norvell holds to an extremely high standard. Yes, he does. I think it's it's part of it is you're brand new to the system. He's sending messages to everybody. He's sending messages about the details. You know, there was a route that Keon ran against Air today as they were getting warmed up, and it looked fine. Everything about it kind of came out of it at the end, and Mike told him about it. Mike went into a 15 second explanation of, "No, no, 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 you're better than that." Essentially, was the message. 
Yeah, I like, but Mike is, uh, this is an area when people talk to any of us about what it is that Mike has done right, um, there are a lot of things that we, we cite. But one of them is that he coaches all these guys hard, and he tells them he's going to coach them hard. He comes through on that. But I think he coaches his best players the hardest. And he sees in those guys this incredible upside. And he also knows, and we've heard coaches talk about this over the years, you know, if you're Phil Jackson and you can yell at Michael Jordan, that's going to go a long way. All right? Now, I'm not saying Keon Coleman's Michael Jordan, and I'm not saying that Mike Norvell's Phil Jackson, but I am saying that when you're to have the ability to yell at your best players in each segment group, guys that have played a lot of football and have been successful, Obviously, everybody else has to come along for the ride at that point because if you can yell at Jordan Travis and Jared Verse and you can yell at Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman and you can yell at Trey Benson and you can yell at the best defensive tackle or the best, yeah, then you can yell at anybody and they have to take it because they understand that the best players on this team are held to that standard every day, every day, on every play. It's probably uh, a quality that I think is is – most responsible for his success in the transfer portal and his his success and and once they get players here getting them to conform to a very happy locker room yeah it's the consistency of the message mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. shocking and alarming to guys who entered the portal because they aren't talked to as though they can think for themselves I, I, that's the sense i get sometimes from players and reading their quotes or hearing stories like um you know you got from Jermaine Johnson and seeing the answers to the questions myself at ACC kickoff for these breakout interviews, just he's real from the word go. The phone call goes differently. He's not promising the moon, saying, oh, you could have all the playing time in the world. And that message stays true when you get on campus and then when you're at practice. You know, It's an old adage of college football recruiting that a player meets a coach for the first time when they actually get on campus for the practice. <laughs> right. They never met him on the trail. Yeah, that's for sure. That's not Mike. That's not his way. No. And that was Tub Talk, brought to you by Pinch a Penny. Tub Talk is outstanding. Yay, Tub Talk. Folks at Pinch a Penny are making it really easy to finally get that hot tub or spa you've been thinking about. Happening right now, for a limited time only, you can get discounts and rebates of up to $5,000 off, plus 0% financing for 60 months. That's what you do right there. You get that new hot tub in your backyard for as little as $99 a month. Oh. Get about it. You know what you do there, Tom? You get in that hot tub from Pinch Penny off of Greer Street, and you bite into a big-ass Zaxby's chicken sandwich. That's, That's right. what you do. You grab that Zaxby's split-top bun, three juicy pickles, big piece of chicken, and you go, man, this chicken is awesome in my brand-new hot tub. Got to hold it above the fray. Celebrate. But know that if anything happens to that one, you can go to one in 56 neighborhood Zaxby's here in Tallahassee and get you another one. Every once in a while, I get a hankering for some fried pickles because they have that as a side there. It's not just the crinkle-cut fries, which are delicious, or the Texas toast, but you can get fried pickles. I think I'm going to have to satisfy that. Oh, is that what's going on This week. This week. Yeah, Yeah. a little fried pickles action. Yeah, I think so. All right. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. All righty, let's do this. Let's thank our friends at Power Mill. 
Powering Performance, Paramount Training Academy, equipping motivating athletes focused on baseball and softball with the specific tools to reach their true potential. 27 alumni in the majors from over there at Paramount, 45 plus years of experience, over 2,000 alumni. Baseball programs for every player, softball programs for every player. They've got the camps to boot, all the good stuff. Equipping your little athlete of any age and skill level with specific skills that they're going to need to excel on and off the field. That's a good thing. So, a state-of-the-art facility. Go check it out. Uh, it is Power Mill Training Academy, powermillsports.com. Probable, sir. It's time for... How you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? I don't know if the Pirates are going to get to 68. I bet the over on 68 wins from Vegas this year. They're at 50. They've played 111 games. So you need to win 19 out of 61? Come on. No, 111? They played 111. So 50. Going close, buddy. 19 and 32? You could do 19 and 32. Doesn't help this week when you got four with the Braves. <laughs> you could do 19 and 28. Hang in there, boys. Dodgers, Padres, Tony Gonsolin, Seth Lugo, Twins, Tigers, Pablo Lopez, Joey Wentz. Nationals, Phillies, Trevor Williams, he of the former Pirates Williams family. Ranger Suarez, Marlins Reds, Yuri Perez. Remember when we theorized that the Marlins, who had been the luckiest team in baseball in the first half of the season because of their ungodly record in one-run games, would come crashing back down to earth in the second half of the season because it's not sustainable? We were right. (laughs) Yuri Perez goes for the Marlins. The Reds will throw Brandon Williamson. And the marquee matchup of the night, Braves-Pirates at PNC Park. Spencer Strider, he's pretty good at baseball. He's got 208 strikeouts. That's ridiculous. Want to talk about a matchup mismatch? Spencer Strider is 12-3 with a 3-6-1 and 208 strikeouts. He's going against Osvaldo Beto for us, who's 2-2 two two with a 5-1-8 and 30 strikeouts. Wait a minute. Strider's got a 360 ERA? Yeah. What the hell's wrong with him? <laughs> that guy's too dominant for that. I'm not even trying to No, he, he had a bad inning or two. Like nine. Royals, Red Sox, Cole Reagans, Brian Bellow. Cubs, Mets, Drew Smiley. Sangata. Sangasan. Blue Jays, Guardians, Hin Yin Ryu and Gavin Williams. Yankees, White Sox, Garrett Cole, Dylan Cease. Rockies, Brewers, Peter Lambert, Freddie Peralta, Giants, Angels, Logan Webb, Patrick Sandoval, and finally, Rangers, A's, Dane Dunning, and Ken Waldachuk. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. The guy that did, who played guitar on this session for a, a cheesy, um, you know, bed of music, really decided to get after it. He's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off here. I know that I'm not exactly living my dream. I always thought I'd be the lead guitarist of the Scorpions, 
But uh, here we are. Another commercial session here with this nonsense. But I'm, I'm going to show these people what I got in these magic fingers. <laughs> when you listen Had to Had a good this- run with the Bill Weathers tribute band. <laughs> oh, man. What do you think they said to Tim Anderson in the clubhouse after the game? How you feeling, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Over and over and over again, that shot was replayed from every... It was like the Superta film. You could watch it from every angle. Um, yeah, a nightmare season for him. I told Corey uh, at practice the other night, or today I think it was, that... um. Did you know my man has one home run this year? Who, Tim Anderson? Yeah, yeah. We played the White Sox recently. And one? Uh, yeah. What are we doing out here, Tim? Not much. Getting our ass kicked. He's got his bell rung as and many not times producing. as he's hitting a dinger. Yeah, this is a tough day at the office. <laughs> uh, to have your worst moment slowed down repeatedly is something also by the way i think we need to end the experiment on alexi lawless i'm tired of listening to him talk about anything he's the worst he has been since his espn days i know he's ago. still awful i was up early in the morning watch the women lose in the in pks and I, just to listen to him i'm like come on man they dominated this game you're just stop being a dumbass they dominated that game just soccer was soccer First time they played well the entire World Cup. They finally played well. They showed up. They were dominant the whole game. They lost. And then he's just prattling along like he likes to do. You're like, Come on, man. You, I know you watch this game. Uh, this is where soccer is in this country, where you have network executives that are too lazy to find somebody else. They're like, ah, Alexi's got it. That's fine. Well, he's Whatever. a known commodity is what it is. Kind of. I mean, well, from all those years who's ago. Who's the idiot on the desk? Yeah, yeah, That's what yeah. most people are like, who's that guy? That guy's a jerk. You ready for the NFL, or are you just locked into college here? Locked in. These practices have been so good. They have been so good. I mean, they're, I, I was trying to do an exercise in my brain. It's kind of like the end of the radio broadcast when we would drive home with lightning season tickets. The three stars of the game is a very hockey thing, but you wouldn't hear that until the end of the show. Right. And my dad and I would guess who were our three stars, and we'd see if we get them right. I tried to do that exercise in my brain for practice. It's tough. Well, it's tough to find you, three guys. You and I have been playing that game when we see each other at practice. I'll walk over to you late in the practice, usually the last two periods, and yep. I'll be like, so I think so-and-so's had a really good day. And, yep. and so far we've agreed, but we've had more than three, that's for yeah. sure. I, I think through the first four practices, Jared Verse has to be on the list, if not at the top. So if you were going to say the, the MVP of the first four practices, one would be Jared Verse on the defensive side and the other mm-hmm. would be? Do I have to pick an offensive player? Yeah, pick an offensive player. Keon Coleman. Or Jordan. Jordan's made three or four plays in 11-on-11 that are not supposed to be there, but it's just Jordan doing it. We're we're so not jaded by it because we like it, but we're so used to it that you're like, oh, man, that's just not fair. There's a lot of coverage sack moments. You're like, man, the coverage is great, and then Jordan runs and it's 15 yards and they blow the whistle. Might have been 30. Who knows? I think that Keon's been up there, though. Keon's, yeah, he has been. Keon, you know, the the clips that we looked at when he committed to Florida State about catching through contact, that's that's already playing out. 
I mean, he's just his body control, all that kind of stuff. It's phenomenal. I just I like that he is always instructing, always telling people, you know, I mean, not just like he he asks questions of coaches after routes, so he's willing to listen to how we do things. You can see he's learning certain aspects of the offense, but he's very talkative and then he's also willing to help out as you pointed out, but he's also making tons of plays. So uh, I, that, that's going to be a slam dunk. All of that's going to be a slam dunk. And I, Andreas Jacobs coming back today was great. Watching him again, you're reminded of why we fell in love with him in the spring. Yeah, it's hard to pick a third guy because Kevin Knowles through the first few practices, I think, was a slam dunk. But Braden Fisk, I mean, they put the shoulder pads on. And on Saturday, immediately you saw how ferocious Braden Fisk is, how strong he is. And then today I saw how quick he is. I'm like, I don't know. Are we going to get you know, kind of rinse and repeat with reports on Braden Fisk every day. Could be. He he doesn't look like he has a weakness. We got to find a way to sneak into a scrimmage. I want to see them trying with the first team offensive line going against the first team defensive line. I want to see them trying to run the ball with effectiveness. Because you know, the I mean, Alex Atkins and Mike Norvell will run the ball on everybody. They run the ball on people even when they don't have a good offensive line, and they have one now. So let's let's see that. You just get the sense here that some of these segment groups are going to struggle more in practice than they do in every game. In oh, without question. Game. Oh, without question. Can you imagine, I mean, again, if every day you have to go up against this offense. Yeah. Let's just go big picture. This offense. Yeah, most Saturdays are going to feel like a walk in the park. Well, and you're so prepared for Jaden Daniels because of what Jordan can do. Now, now LSU will be able to say the same with what they practice. Yeah, and the problem but. is, though, and this is the biggest problem with guys that are preternaturally gifted as runners at quarterback, it's, it doesn't you can't prepare for it. You may see it every day in practice, but you don't go live and practice against your quarterback. And also, just because you know he's really gifted as a runner doesn't mean you can do anything yeah, about it. You still got to get him to the ground. Yeah. The one thing I'd say, though, it's, it's trending. The challenge – issue to these receivers by the secondary through the first week oh, is real. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the defense is supposed to be ahead. And it is. But the secondary has never been this far ahead in, in terms of the consistent attacking, challenge. attacking, attacking. You can tell the mentality has completely shifted here. They are attacking uh, and making plays on the ball. Good work out of you. Good job, Director Matthew, as always. Be well, everybody. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.